Welcome, everyone, to episode 482 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Today's topic is going to be our 2021 games preview. There is not a lot to look at here, so at least that part of the episode will probably be pretty quick. A lot, Obviously, too, a lot of these dates are subject to change because of COVID still being a thing. So, Oh, you know what? What's up? <laughs> I read our episode as game predictions for some reason. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have predictions for whenever we do our predictions episode. Okay. Oh, we, maybe next week's episode will be 2021 predictions. Yeah, let's do that. Um, th- as I said, there's not a ton to cover here. Um, uh, there's maybe five or six games that are coming out in the first like quarter that, that we need to talk about. But the, other than that, it's, it's mostly stuff that's later in the year, and a lot of stuff doesn't have a release date and could easily be pushed into 2022. So... Will, do you have anything you want to tease for later on the episode other than that? I do. Uh, I played two games. I played Astro's Playroom, which is uh-huh. the base game that comes in the PlayStation 5. And then I played The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. I'm excited, to talk, about that. I'm excited to talk about that with you. I am very excited to talk about it. Nice. Uh, I will talk a little bit more Cyberpunk. I will talk some Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. I will talk... Uh, I started Final Fantasy 15, but I only played for maybe an hour. So I don't, uh, other than what it looked like on my computer, I won't really talk about that too much. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it then. Yeah, let's um, do it. So, yeah, really, as I said, there is not a ton to talk about here. Maybe five or six games. The first being on January 20th, Hitman 3 is coming out. For PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Stadia, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, It's coming from IO Interactive, both developed and published by. Um, I have not played any of the modern Hitman games. I know they're very good, and I would very much like to try one, but I have not played any of them. Same, Dan. Uh, As somebody who plays through like the Deus Ex games doing a stealth pacifist playthrough, I don't know why I have never played a Hitman yeah. Uh, so I feel like this game's up my alley. Maybe I'll give the one that comes out the twentieth a try because uh, it's self-published too, which is another thing that a lot of people were pointing out. So it's pretty much uh, this game is the game that they wanted to make completely. So we'll see. Yeah. So, yeah. I've always thought it was weird because the Hitman games have been pretty successful, and I, I, I like they were published by Square Enix, I think, up until recently. And cracked him. Did, did I, IO Interactive split, splinter off, or did they, did they buy themselves from, from Square Enix? I don't know the exact details of it, but I always thought that was strange. Yeah, no, it's not often that you see a developer like IO Interactive split off from the publisher that they've been working with. So, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't know that this was self-published until I saw a Hitman 3 video come up in my YouTube, YouTube algorithm. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I actually like... started getting some ads for it, too. And I for I thought it was had already been out, but um, that was a different different Hitman games. So I said Hitman three again when I thought this came out already. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. So so, uh, but yeah, the, as I said, those games are always good. So it's definitely worth checking out. Absolutely. 
Uh, let's see. Next up on the list, I have January 28th. I have Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny for Nintendo Switch and PS4. The Disgaea games, I keep wanting to get get into one of them. They're nutty, nuttier versions of Final Fantasy Tactics. So Maybe you have one here. Yeah, probably not. Only because I have two games coming out in February. I, mean, I might get it eventually, but I do want to get a Disgaea game. Yeah, being a being a fan of the sort of tactical RPGs, I watched some gameplay of the fifth one, and I was very confused at what was going on because yeah. you're right; it is a nuttier version of the tactical game. Yeah, uh, I I, I want to give one a try. Maybe I'll give one of the older ones that are a lot cheaper a try. Maybe I'll give five a try or something at some point. Yeah. So I keep meaning to like scoop up Disgaea Five on a sale because like you could get Disgaea One and Two, I think. Uh, I know Disgaea One is on the Switch for cheap, and that's that would be for me would be the ideal platform to play that type of game, is the Switch, um, because of the portability of it. You know, that's something you can spend hundreds of hours in, and it's just easier to spend that amount of time on the Switch because you can play it on the TV, you can play it in your bedroom, you can play it on the toilet. You know, that's, yeah, that's the type of game that that is perfect for the Switch. So you definitely have options. Yeah. Uh, also on January 28th, the medium for PC and Xbox Series X. The medium is a game I'm very interested in. That is the one that they showed during the Xbox trailer where the the woman was like bouncing back and forth between the two worlds. Oh, yeah. It looks really good. I think that's the one. Yes, that's psychological horror game. Yes. Um, So that's by developed by Bloober Team. And published by Bloober Team SA. I'm not sure what SA means in this case, but uh, that one looks good. That's kind of the first uh, Xbox Series X exclusive that you're going to see. Uh, not necessarily exclusive because it's also on PC, but system ex- or console exclusive for the Xbox. Yeah, I count it as exclusive because all of uh, Microsoft games are going to be the cross uh, cross platform thing now between yeah. PC and Xbox. But that's funny that this is the first like game of theirs. Yeah, I'm sure um, they didn't expect that. <laughs> no, I'm I I as so far as I know, a lot of the PlayStation exclusives are also coming to PC too, which is nice. Yeah, it's looking that way. PC is going to be kind of the benefactor of a lot of this right now. Yeah. But I will say that Until Dawn got almost no press leading up to it, and that game turned out to be awesome. Yeah. So maybe the medium uh, horror game, not getting a lot of publicity right now, comes out and is awesome. Yeah, it looks really good. I mean, graphically, it looks good. Uh, the The mechanic of switching between the worlds seems pretty interesting to me. Yeah, uh, switching between worlds to solve solve puzzles and stuff. So that, that looks pretty cool. All right, moving on. A lot of the stuff I'm seeing on here too is uh, games that are already out that are coming to the new consoles. So you got a lot of that sort of stuff too. Yeah, like Neo Two. Yeah, and, yep, the Neo Two stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on. February, we're already in February. Yeah, like Will said, Neo Remastered the Complete Collections coming to PS5. Neo 2 Complete Edition to PC, PS4. Neo 2 Remastered Complete Edition to PS5. I might buy Neo 2. Uh, I'm interested in the Neo games only because they're Dark Souls-ish. 
Yeah. Uh, but I think they have like loot drops a little more, it's a little random loot, uh, similar to like Borderlands and Diablo and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's more loot based and more action based too. It reviewed very highly. It was in yeah. the 90s last yeah. year um, overall. So I was surprised by that. So I might give it a try. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those games always look good. I've, I've watched a little on Twitch and YouTube of them. So there's that. Uh, let's see. Little Nightmares 2 for PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. I never played the first one, but I was always interested in it. It looks mm-hmm. pretty cool. There's that. February 12th, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury for Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah. Definitely getting this one. Uh, Super Mario 3D World was awesome. I Even though I still have it on my Wii U and still have my Wii U, I'm getting it for the Switch just because I like playing everything on the Switch better. I agree. agree with that 100%. It's a great game. I'm excited to see what the Bowser's Fury thing is. I, I never got a good impression of what exactly that was, so... I think I can speak for Corey because I think him and I played through this together. Yes. Uh, Mario 3D World didn't get enough credit. I agree. I agree. Um, It didn't get enough credit, but it's very, very well thought of. I know. uh, So the YouTuber that I watch is Zach Scott Games and his Super Mario 3D World series is his most popular series. I think the first episode of Super Mario 3D World for him has like 26 million views or something like that. So that's his his best. uh, best video he makes a living off youtube doesn't he? he doesn't have to work yeah yeah he does youtube for a living good for him yep <laughs> i like, that's the american dream right yeah i really am coming around to really appreciating like when i was younger i would pick on the people who did youtube full-time but i have done a 180 on that and i envy yeah, the yeah. people that do that because they make more than i ever will oh yeah oh yeah so it's like, good for them yeah oh yeah <laughs> dude they're all rich i'm trying to nibble out my piece of that but it's it's a lot of work definitely yeah i just want my house out in wyoming that's all i really want to do and play video games at this point yeah absolutely um so yeah that's february 12th uh moving on persona 5 strikers will that's on the 23rd pc nintendo switch ps4 hack and slash Yep, Hack and Slash, that's coming out. That's the English localization, um, finally. It was over in Japan for about a year now. Um, I think this is like coming up on the one year of it being out over there. So uh, I probably will be getting that. Um, I've heard some not mixed things. I guess the game is good, but Persona games in general are all incredible, and I don't know if it lives up to that from what I've heard. So Gotcha. Um, We'll see. I'll definitely probably be playing it, so you'll get a review from me. That's developed by Omega Force and P Studio and published by Atlas. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Moving on. Again, there is not a lot of stuff here. I'm sure... So as I'm going through these game names, too, uh, I'm only saying like a lot of the stuff that I recognize or that I heard something about. I'm sure some of these games are going to come out and knock people's socks off and we'll say, well, we should have covered that one when we did our games preview, but we didn't. So that, oh, that happens every year. And don't be kind to Jack and Jeannie. For the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> well, there, yeah, I mean, there is some of those too, uh, you know, next up is 
February 26th, Bravely Default 2 for the Nintendo Switch. It's developed by Clay Techworks and published by Nintendo. Definitely getting Bravely Default 2. I'm hoping I can get it at launch, but I'm not entirely sure about that. But that's that's a definite buy. I love the first Bravely Default. I did not play Bravely Bravely Se- Second. Second, yeah. Uh, as much as I wanted to, I did never play Bravely Second. So same same as with me, Dan. Did not play Bravely Second. Love for the first one though, even though they had that weird grinding. Oh, that was so bizarre. Yeah, that total weird shift in the game. Yeah, the ending was awesome. I don't know if it 100% paid off what it made you do. Like the second, I feel like it's like the last one third of the game is is that grinding part. But there was a, there was a big payoff at the end, and I thought the ending was awesome. I I agree. So I'm looking really forward to this game. I'm hoping that they uh, work on that aspect of uh, the first one. So I'm really excited for Bravely Default too. Yeah, me too. Uh, moving on to March, March 2nd, Harvest Moon One World for Nintendo Switch, PS4, simulation game from Apsi Corporation and published by Natsum. Any interest in that one, Will? Sadly, Stardew Valley has ruined any farming game to come <laughs> out. How, yeah, that's how I feel too. It would have to, it would have to have amazing graphics with the depth of Stardew Valley for me to consider not playing yeah Valley. you start you start a game like this and you're just like well why am i not playing stardew valley again you know that's that's yeah. what i run into with with a game like that yeah the only thing that i think could like sway me a little bit and like stardew valley will always be one is like having really cool graphics that aren't 2d pixel yeah, stuff right. that'd be the only way but i don't i mean not zoom isn't doing it or whoever's making it right agreed so. Uh, moving on. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Prince of March 18th, Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Again, that's a re-release. That's one I'm interested in. I never, never caught it the first time. So that may be a purchase on PC. Yeah. March 23rd, Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town for Nintendo Switch. Published by, or developed by Marvelous. Published by Xseed Games. We got um, Returnal, which is a game from the people who did Resogun. That's oh, my key. Okay. Um, PS5 third-person shooter. You got that coming out, too. It's March um, 19th. Yep, March 19th. Uh, I think a lot of people are pretty excited about that, uh, that game. So there is that. Uh, <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise, March 26th, Nintendo Switch. People are excited for that. They are very excited for it. Um, I I don't know anything about it. I I remember seeing the trailer in one of the Nintendo directs, and you know, Monster Hunter games appeal to me always. I just, I'm not entirely sure I'll I'll get it or get into it, but I would like to. Uh, you know, Monster Hunter World is probably where I would go if I played a Monster Hunter game, especially now that I have a a good PC to play it on. Yeah, so same. that's developed and published by Cap- Capcom. It, you know what? If the, this is one that if it reviews really well, like if it gets nines, nines and a half, nine and a half, uh, I, that's something I could easily see myself buying. Yeah, especially because there's no uh, purchases for a while. For March, yeah, for March it looks like because I think I'm gonna do a couple in February, but probably nothing in January. I might do Returnal 
for March, but I mean that's like it. And there's sure to be some surprise indie game releases in here too that I will probably get. But... Hopefully. So... I feel like the beginning of the year is usually the toughest part of the year. Oh, you know what? We're going to probably have the Mass Effect trilogy in this time frame. Yeah, you're right. I'm sure there's going to be other... Yeah, that's right. Uh, other surprise releases in here, too. We haven't gotten to April yet, but I bet the latest that comes out is April. Sure. I could see that. That would be my guess, because I'm pretty sure I saw quarter one of 2021. Yeah. All right. Speaking of April, moving on to April. Um, April Outriders looks like a big release in April on April 1st. That's Corey's birthday for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, uh, developed by People Can Fly and published by Square Enix. That is the, I don't know if you remember this one, Will, that's the, the three person game that they showed that had like crazy things happening and like the screen was really red. Um, it's yeah, isn't it? Uh, isn't it like uh, Destiny, but third person? Yes, third. Yeah, third person and three people. Uh, three people co-op too. Third person shooter role playing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do. I do. Um, I got delayed, if I remember correctly. I think it, it was did. supposed to be a launch title. It did. Um, and it it looks interesting. That's another one that I could possibly see myself getting. If first of all, if it has crossplay and we all decide to get it, I I would buy it because it's. Uh, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. I'm definitely not opposed to that. Yeah. Let's look up some gameplay. I haven't really seen gameplay of it recently. Uh... I mean, gameplay-wise, it looks about what you would expect for this type of game. I I would be interested to see what systems are are involved in it. And, uh, you know, because, like, I think of a game like Anthem, which uh, gameplay-wise wasn't too bad. It was just the monstrosity of menu management and all the all the minutia uh that really took you out of the game you know i was gonna say the last time that we all kind of decided to get one of these games it was anthem yeah uh and i don't think i could have been more disappointed yeah and like i said with anthem it was the gameplay i thought the gameplay was fine it was the trying to do anything trying to re-equip equip weapon like it was awful did did they ever do the whole like hey we're rebooting anthem or was that all just rumor that i think they're doing that now i think they're working on that like i know i think the game is still live i don't think they pulled it or anything but i think they're working on it now oh man hopefully they get the mass effect trilogy out before they fix anthem yeah uh, also in April, there is Near Replicant version 1.22474487139. Platforms PS4, Xbox One, and PC. The, uh, developed by Toy Logic and published by Square Enix. So this is the remastered version of the first Near game. Definitely want to get this because um... Near Automata was amazing. Yeah, this game's gonna be awesome, and Yoko Taro uh, and his naming. He likes to do. He's the dude who wears the uh, uh, the moon head. The, the moon head. Yeah, he's like the creative uh, force behind here. Yeah, him and his weird like the name of the game yep. <laughs> version, whatever. I'm sure it has some significance to the actual story of the yes. game. Um, so uh, yeah, I saw some gameplay of it. I think they showed it off at uh, the Game Awards looks awesome i love like androids and stuff like that and this game has that and 
I mean, it's got the action role playing hack and slash. It's not done by uh, Platinum, but uh, I still think this is going to be a pretty pretty solid game. Yes, agreed. Um, okay, I guess we're moving into May. Rune Factory Five on May twentieth for Nintendo Switch. I'm excited for this. Published by Marvelous. Yeah, that's that's another one. If it reviews really well, I'll probably get it. Uh, I familiar with the Rune Factory series, even though I have never played one, and uh, interested. From what I've gathered, and I know very little about this game, uh, so I'm no expert to talk about it. It looks like there's like daily life management stuff, which I'm a huge fan of, uh, especially since I have found the Persona series. I love that aspect of it. Uh, but there's also like questing and combat and classes and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, the genres are role playing and simulation. So it'll be uh, those two things. So I'm excited for it and to give it a try. I know it got, I think it got delayed into 2021. It's supposed to be out like last year. So, yeah. um, with how we've seen games have gone, uh, delays are good. So I'm excited to see what happens. Yep, agreed. Also on May tw- or on May twenty first, Deathloop for PC and PS five, developed by Arcane and published by Bethesda. Deathloop is a game that I get more interested in the more they show of it. I remember when they first announced, I was like, "That just seems kind of weird." I don't necessarily love the concept here, but the more they showed it and the more they explained it, the more interesting it seemed. Um, so Deathloop is it's almost like a roguelike, right? how i would classify it i would kind of classify it as dishonored but with more bells and whistles in the way of abilities but with an actually good story yeah so the way it works is you have to you have a certain amount of time you have to kill these targets is there 13 or 9 of them i don't remember the exact number but if you die you have to start all over again or if you don't complete it you start it's like groundhog's day yeah, a little bit, which makes me think it made me think of a roguelike because you may not build more on your individual character, but you're getting like knowledge on like where these characters are and what that like what their weaknesses are. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it seems. I really, think it's cool. Like a really cool. It's a very cool concept, and like I said, the more the more I heard about it, and the more gameplay I saw from it, the more I, I'm like, this. I think this game's going to work out. I think it's going to be really good. Uh, Arcane obviously did the Dishonored series, like you said. Will they? Those games were great. So yeah, I think it'd be really cool if, like, say they do. You have one day to kill all these targets, like you said. Like you have twenty minutes left of game time to try to, or like five minutes, we'll say um, five minutes left to kill the thirteenth target, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to stealth your way through and get it. Like I feel like that could create some tense moments but it makes me wonder how long this game is if it's a 60 dollars value well you know what actually i'm not going to question games length i actually prefer shorter games at this point yeah i'm kind of the same way i'm depending on the game i'm gonna null my second point that i was gonna make right there so i'm excited for this i think it's gonna be pretty cool it is a windows and playstation 5 game right now um but arcane is now a part of the bethesda um microsoft uh mega giant so uh, this game will probably go to xbox before long sure yeah probably a timed exclusive yeah definitely uh but with it being a shooter i'm probably gonna get it on pc anyway so 
Yeah, yeah. So it won't really affect you on that at all. I think it's I like <laughs> I like the uh, the all the games coming to a PC. I think it's due. So, but now Deathloop's going to be a cool game. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and that's all we've got. I mean, there's a bunch of unscheduled releases which we won't necessarily cover. Um, but yeah, I will say Back for Blood. Uh, is basically looks like a souped up version of Left for Dead, and I'm really excited because I want to play oh, like a newer I, Left for Dead. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's uh, so that's June 22nd. Yep, for PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series <laughs> X, developed by Turtle Rock Studios and published by Warner Brothers Interactive. Was Turtle Rock the one that did that terrible 4v1 game? Evolve. Yeah, I think so. That's a bad I think, omen. I think they did evolve. Oh no, they did. Oh, I don't like that. Well, I mean, conceptually, <laughs> I think conceptually, evolve was fine, right? Yeah. What else came out that killed it? There was another four v one game, right? That was more popular. I think so. That was when everybody was trying to copy that that uh, formula. Yeah, and I know for the for the most part it's not done very well. I think the the one of the more popular ones is is it Dead by Daylight? Oh yeah, yeah. That people love. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting concept. I just don't know that it was realized well. Yeah, maybe. I will say the the Left 4 Dead formula is a more successful, uh, harder to mess up thing. Oh sure, definitely. So, Okay, but I mean that's pretty much everything that that we have for definite releases. We'll probably do another one of these, maybe if we get a few more release dates. Uh, uh, I think we, I mean, we always do the fall games preview, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll that'll be there at some point. And I have so, my game predictions ready. <laughs> yeah, we we yeah, I would love to do. We we're, we'll do definitely twenty one twenty twenty one predictions. Um, maybe within the next week or two. So yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, let's get into nibble bits. Um, I only have one nibble bit, and it is uh, there was a Nintendo Switch leak that, as much as I'd like to believe it, and as I think the source is kind of credible, it just seems like uh, too much. So I'm, I'm calling it up here because I want to make sure I get all the details right. But basically, it said it was. Um, I wish I could find the article I read last night because that literally had everything on it. Uh, I love leaks, said, by the way. What's that? Or, I like like rumored leaks too. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. fascinated by them. It's cool. So uh, basically, it said that there was going to be a Nintendo Switch Pro version coming out. I, the, it, that there's going to be a direct coming up. I think is it tomorrow that the direct is supposed to take. It's either the like the 11th or the 13th. They're going to announce a Nintendo Switch Pro coming out in, like, April. Um, and it's going to have 4K capabilities. It's going to be have, like, Pro Joy-Cons. I'm I'm going to look this up, look everything up, because I'm going to get something wrong. I know I am. Yeah, I can give you a second to look that up. All right. Um, uh, go ahead, Will. Yeah, I was going to say, I like uh, when I find, like, rumored leaks online. Uh, I like, I just enjoy reading them, because I like to see either a what's going on behind the scenes or what people want to believe behind the scenes though. So, um, cause, uh, the Pokemon, uh, gen four remake was supposed to be coming out and that's what I'm really excited for. So every day there's new, uh, 
new leaks with that or rumors. So I like to follow those just to see what people are saying. So. Uh, okay. Oh, no, that's not the one. So, uh, it's yeah, coming out again, coming out in in the beginning of April, I believe, and then it. Uh, come on, what the heck? Where is you? If you want to look for a second, I can do my three yeah. nibble bits really go ahead, quick. Go ahead. Um, so I, I want to get these details right. Yeah, so two of them are short, and one I do want to talk about for a, a second. But Battleborn, I don't know if you remember that, has finally shut down or is going to be shutting down uh, very soon. I January thought that was already shut down. I thought so too, but I guess it was still trucking along. Um, but yeah, 25th of January, which is in like a week and some change, and that'll be no more. Uh, next one is the legendary Halo composer Martin O'Donnell said that he's more than willing to come back to create music for Master Chief to join Smash Brothers. So uh, the huge rumor going on right now has been that Master Chief will be joining Smash Brothers because Microsoft and Nintendo have been cozy lately. Um, I would hate that personally, yeah. but uh, I wouldn't be mad if it happened i just have expected at this point but uh that's a cool thing little tidbit um and also awesome games done quick for 2021 raised 2.7 million dollars for the cancer prevention fund um i i watched majority of it honestly i only worked like one day so i only missed one day which happened to be like one of the blocks i was most excited for so i was really sad about that but uh, yeah, it's really awesome. Uh, my favorite one last year closed out this year too. They did Pokemon Blue Catch Them All with the same uh, couch crew. Uh, so I really love watching these. They're really enjoyable to watch. It went on the whole day. So like at night when I'm laying in bed, I had this going on as I fell asleep. I'd fall asleep to the streams and wake up to them doing it. Like I w- it's a really awesome event. Yep. They always do really, um, it's really fun to watch. You get to see a lot of different games. They do races and it's just a really good event and gamers coming together to like speed run and chat about games, which is really nice. So, um, awesome games on quick is awesome. Games on quick is awesome. Uh, support them. They're, yeah. they're the best. <clears throat> the summer one is the, usually the one I watch the most of just yep. because of when it happens, it happens like right when school ends. So I just put it on and, and just watch for hours and hours and hours. It's great. They're fun, and some people are really good. Um, I like that they have a couch crew to explain stuff in-game while the, sh- the person playing can focus on that. I really yeah. like that little yep. little aspect to it. I wish I was able to see these more when they were doing them in person. Um, I've seen, it, like... It definitely is is more fun to watch in person because the crowd, you know, the crowd gets interactive or rowdy at times, and uh, it's it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. it's definitely probably, probably way more energy, so... Um, but yeah, no, uh, I love watching games on quick. Yesterday I was playing Persona 5 Royal, had football on my computer, and then the game's done quick on my laptop. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, had all that going on at once. It was awesome. Nice. Um, so yeah, okay, I, f- I found the document, finally. So it's a Nintendo Direct for tomorrow, the 11th, January 11th, 2021. So they're going to be announcing a Nintendo Switch Pro coming out uh, April 23rd, 2021, with 4K TV support, a, a Pro Dock, a Pro Joy-Con, Bluetooth audio support, high-definition screen, 256 gigabytes of memory, and uh, what does it say? NVIDIA. Oh, it's got NVIDIA DLSS 2.0, which is crazy. 
uh, for wow. $400. So that's awesome. That's uh, I'm I'm sure they'll have good trade-in deals too for the current switch. Yes. That came out, so so that, I mean that's been in the rumored for a while, um, but also in this thing they're gonna announce Nintendo World Park Tour. Um, so I don't know if that's just like a first-person tour of the new Nintendo Park, Mario Kart Nine for a Spring 2021 release, Splatoon Ooh. Three for Summer 2021 release, Ooh. Super Mario Odyssey Two for Holiday 2021. <laughs> Fire Emblem Echoes Path of Radiance for May 2021 and Metroid Resurgence for Fall 2021. I don't think all uh, those games are coming out in one year. Because also Bayonetta 3 is supposed to be summer 2021. Shin Megami Tensei 5 for Fall 2021. And then will... Legend of Zelda Echoes of the Past for launch for the Nintendo Switch Pro. I will that say... stuff's not all coming out in the same year. Echoes of the Past, I'm guessing, is... Um remasters of older games i don't even know if they're remasters the ports uh, well no echoes of, legend of zelda echoes of the past is the breath of the wild sequel really yeah huh i will say i don't know if all of that i agree with you that that is a bit much but i will say they did not do much last year in the way of releasing games so You're i right. feel like this year will be bigger for them. Yeah, I um, agree with that. Maybe not all of them, but I could see a good portion of them. Hey, we'll find out tomorrow or uh, Wednesday, right? It's Let's yeah. I mean this this says one eleven twenty one, so tomorrow. Uh, but that's not that's not everything. There's more on here. Uh, so, so upcoming Nintendo Switch Pro slash Nintendo Switch games. Fall Guys is on there. Dirt Five, Yakuza Six, Persona Five Strikers, uh, Fallout Three, New Vegas. Near Replicant, uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song, oh Apex, my god, Legends, Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborville, The Witness, Hitman 3, Man Eater, Borderlands 3, Dragon Ball Kakarot, uh, Little Nightmares 2, A Way Out, Bravely Default 2. Oh, that's obvious. Uh, what else is on here? Xenoblade Chronicles X Definitive Edition, which I would love to see. Uh, what else? Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legion, Far Cry 6. Uh, available natively on the Nintendo Switch Pro, and then a cloud version available on the base Nintendo Switch. Resident Evil 2 Remake, Grand Theft Auto 5 Premium Edition, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Final Fantasy 7 Remake for Fall 2021. Uh, also available natively on the Nintendo Switch Pro, or a cloud version available on the base Nintendo Switch. Wow. That's, yeah. uh... If that's, that's the crazy. case, that would be a crazy year for Nintendo. If if half of this is is true, that's a big year for Nintendo. That'd probably be the best um, best year. Well, maybe Sony would have some better exclusive years, but I mean that's huge. Yeah. I, again, I can't imagine all this stuff coming out, but if it does, that's incredible. Like I'm gonna be broke if that's the case. Here's another thing. I've gotten really good at being able to like get excited about these rumors because I think it's more fun to read these things and be like, oh, that's awesome, and be excited and hold a little bit of disbelief, but not being disappointed when it doesn't come to fruition. Sure. Uh, that's what I try to do with a lot of this stuff. I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool if that happened because it's just like, that's not going to happen all the time. It's like, ah, it's, it's sad. So when you are right, one of those times, it feels good. Yeah. That's how I look at a lot of those, that stuff. Agreed. Okay, well, do you have any other new wits? Nope, that was it for me. All right. 
Uh, so let's get into our weeks then. How was your week, Will? What did we? What happened? When did we let? Did we record before the new year? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the new year happened. Um, I worked on it. That was whatever. Uh, hockey's coming back. Football playoffs. Right. I'm not doing much actually. It's literally like not working much, play a ton of video games and hang out with friends. It's kind of really all I've been doing at this yeah. point. It's, it's like really nothing too interesting. The Bills got their first playoff win since, what, 25 years was it? Yeah, I think it was 1995 was their last playoff win. Yeah, so congrats to them. Eric is really excited. I didn't think it was that close of a game until about the end. Uh, I couldn't believe they got it within three three points or whatever it was so yeah it was a um, great crazy end of that that game i tell you they always do that so um but it was a fun game the bills look like they look like world beaters they really do um they're gonna play one of the higher seed for the rest of the games we'll find that out probably could be the ravens could be uh steelers i would love to see them beat the steelers again but i don't want the steelers to advance anyway so sure. um yeah that's really it getting ready for hockey yeah. I saw the stars already have to delay their home opener because of yeah. COVID. Yeah, it's crazy. Just disappointing. But uh, United States won the World Juniors. Oh, that, that was so 2-0, good. Two zero shutout. That was cool. I listened to the Pat McAfee show, Dan, and mm-hmm. they had a guy named Mark Madden who is a Pittsburgh guy. Uh, but he's one of those like hot takeists kind of. He's sure. not afraid to stir the pot a little bit. Boy, did he go after Canada! Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because like Canada was all talking smack about how they're gonna like crush the U.S. and how when Zegra said, "Well, you know, the goalie hasn't really been tested five on five. I think we're gonna be able to do that." And they're like, "Well, we don't really care what you think, Trevor." And then of course they scored two five on five goals to win the game. Uh-huh. And he started going off. And he was talking about he's like, "When Canada builds their self esteem on hockey, yeah, <laughs> and they lose, it's yeah. always there's some great offense or they were screwed." Every yeah. single time. And he just started going off. And he's like, which is really funny for when they beat Russia in the Canada Cup when one of their players admitted to hurting the best Russian player. Uh-huh. That's the only reason they won that one. Just going off and they were dying. It was so funny because one of the guys on the Pat McAfee show is Canadian. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So it was really funny to hear him go off on Canada. Uh, I lost it at the when you have a nation that builds their self-esteem off of hockey. Yeah, I usually hear rumblings uh of, of canadian canadians getting like depressed and stuff after that but i, I haven't i haven't he- like i haven't heard as much of that probably because of the news and stuff you know that's kind of overshadowing everything else so unfortunately yeah that is true i i just love seeing canada losing at their sport sometimes it's yeah. just it's really funny yeah i was i was uh obviously rooting for the united states but i was also kind of rooting for russia because the their goalie is nashville's future goalie uh yaroslav oskarov who yep. a lot of people are saying is the best goalie prospect since Kerry price him and so spencer we'll knight it really impressed me yeah they looked awesome the two uh, of them yeah i didn't get to watch any any games but uh, uh he's putting up shesterkin numbers in the khl so we'll see how that goes yeah no, that was a good draft pick by the predators i think that's going to work out very well for them yeah, I'm hoping maybe next year he can come overseas and play play at least for Milwaukee. Yeah. 
So I know Rene doesn't have a lot left, and I don't, I don't, I don't know that Saros is going to be the answer. Uh, he shows greatness at times, and and not greatness at times. <laughs> I I wondered what uh what you thought of Saros if he was actually going to be able to take the helm, or if uh, it's going to be Askarov whenever he's ready. It'll it'll be Askarov. I think I think he's a much better. He's much bigger for one. Uh, that seems to be the the case with with goalies nowadays. Um, Saros is small for a goalie. That's probably like, a little too small. That? He's a I little too so. small. Yeah, he's only like five eleven, maybe. Uh, that's the numbers they listed, so he might not necessarily even be that tall. Yeah, I mean he's that's around my height, so. Yeah, Pe- Pecorino's six five. <laughs> An absolute monster in that. Yeah. So. Hey, did you see Corey Crawford retired? I did. That was did. sad to see. Yeah, he had a great career. He was always fun to watch. Yeah, it's sad to see a player. I think there was some like health issues that he had to do it. Yeah. Sadly. So yep. uh pouring out to Corey Crawford. Hate seeing those guys uh, retire because I mean he only ten years into his career for a goalie, that's not that long. Yeah. Ten years, so I just remember the season of the lockout, him playing in, in Binghamton. Yeah, and being and, awesome. Uh, well, I, uh, yeah, I, he was, he was awesome, but I remember I was in, in, because our arena is so small here, the goalies don't sit on the bench. They sit like in the walkway uh, oh, yeah. to, that leads to the locker room. And so he was just sitting there like amongst the fans. And I always wanted to talk to him because I, one time we sat like right there and I wanted to talk to him, but I, I never ended up doing it. I wish I had. Yeah. Little so, did you know that it was going to be a two time or three time stand. <laughs> Two times, like yeah. I had no, I had no idea. It was, you know, two thousand five. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, I love. Uh, I always liked Corey Crawford. Blackhawks fans like to blame them for playoff losses, and I never believed that. Uh, no. So, Corey Crawford's the man. Yes. Happy retirement, my man. Enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't have anything else to talk about that I can think of off the top of my head. So we will get into what we played. Um, I'll go first. So I beat Cyberpunk 2077. Thank you. I'm keeping track of my beaten and played games because that'll make uh, 2021's thummies a lot easier to do because I had forgotten a lot of the stuff that I played. I'm usually better about that, but I just didn't. I stopped keeping track for some reason. Yeah, the I mean, 2020 was a weird year, but I have a Google Sheet where I have all of the years and all of the games that I played, and I'm keeping, like, really good track of all of that, like my top 10 list and all of it on different uh, tabs. Yeah. Awesome. Changes everything. So yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah, so Cyber tw- Cyberpunk 2077 uh, was awesome. I don't necessarily like the ending that I got. Uh, things kind of fell apart for my character. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just ba- it just depends on like what things you do at the end, like who you choose to have help you with the final mission. Um, yeah, no, it didn't, didn't go my way. Interesting. Yeah. Now, um, I, as much crap as I gave cyberpunk Dan during the thummies, mm-hmm. I think that game I'm one of like, is one of my most excited games to like to play this year. I cannot wait for, I think the rumor is like by summertime everything's going to be all set with it. So like yeah. I'm chomping at the bit to play Cyberpunk. Yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed the story. Um, you know, going into it, I, I didn't know too much about it because I didn't I, I didn't absorb every detail. But 
you know the 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 interactions between V and Johnny Silverhand, the way they change over time, and and all the all the characters there. That's really like what CD Projekt Red does well, and I think they did probably as good of a job with Cyberpunk as they did with with like The Witcher. Um, yeah, I, I thought the ending was cool. Um, the the story was good. The characters were good. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably don't need to do as much of the side missions as I did, because uh, I I think I it took me 110 hours to beat. Um, so I I definitely want to go through and experience all the different endings at some point. Um, but for now, I'm I'm gonna play other things. But yeah, no, I was very very good. Um, and I do have a question for you because I noticed a shift on something, and I kind of want to get your reassurance on it, uh-huh. seeing as you played it. Uh-huh. Um. They are pitching Cyberpunk 27 as an open-world action-adventure game, which it used to be RPG. It There's a lot of RPG stuff in there, right? Yeah. Okay. I was wondering why they switched from RPG to action-adventure. Uh, you know, I don't know, actually. I mean, there there's a lot of numbers involved with, with the weapons that you get and stuff. And, and you choose skills and abilities. You and choose skills stuff. and abilities, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm wondering maybe if like because the combat is like really fast paced maybe or can be yeah it was an action adventure yeah I don't know uh, I mean you you played enough probably to know what it's all about you know I actually only hit level two and stopped so I didn't did even do, look did you do any combat yeah I did the first mission where you pull what's her uh, what's her name out of the ice bath and the police oh, come and okay. take her away and then you yeah. jackie takes your car that's all i played so yeah so i mean you got a good uh, taste of what the combat was like you, you i mean you didn't unlock all the all the abilities you could potentially unlock uh, i did a lot of stuff with like quick hacking so that was that was my mm-hmm. my main thing so in, in a lot of cases i didn't even necessarily need to be involved in combat i just used my hacking to uh disable a lot of people yeah but yeah, I mean, I I I really liked it. Um, I'm going, definitely pumped to play it. Going back, I, I don't know if it's going to be my 2020s, 2021 game of the year. However we however we word it, we'll have to see. Depends on what else I play. I think it's that's going to be a weird game because I think we're also going to count it for 2021 awards yeah, I mean, too. Fair. I want to at least. Yeah. I know I, I beat it towards the beginning of the year. I have my, I have the dates. I think I might have beat it on the second, maybe yeah. third at the latest. So, but yeah, I no, think, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I think the justification that Corey and I agreed to was that, um, or agreed next on gen versions, next gen versions, and the everything being ironed out. Not that we should probably do that for every game, but I don't know. Just feel like this. That was a weird year. Yeah. So. Yes, it was. I uh, also I beat Ira Warriors Age of Calamity. Thank you. Weird, uh, right? It was weird. So here's the <laughs> thing. I'm an idiot. Uh-oh. I was frustrated most of the game with how much it deviated from the events of the uh recapture memories in Breath of the Wild. Like, this is not the same at all. Like, what are they doing here? Well, it turns out I missed a very important part at the very beginning of the thing, and that's that 
that little robot, Terrico, mm-hmm. was sent back in time mm-hmm. and warned everybody. So the events of Age of Calamity changed. Different timeline, and, baby. <laughs> it was a completely different timeline, and I missed that that part. So the entire time, like, as much as I liked the game, I was like, I don't let, like, what are they doing here? It's not this. It's not the same at all. Yeah. And I was very frustrated by it. And it wasn't until I, I made um, for Rated G Games, I made uh, all all cutscenes video from Hyrule uh, Warriors: Age of Calamity. And it wasn't until that I'm like, duh idiot mm-hmm. like the, the everything's different it's a different timeline so um which so that 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 raises the game in my opinion because it's it's it is it's different which when i saw that initially i was like oh maybe that happened in that actual like prequel and that's like it failed like that could be you know um that wouldn't be the first time we've seen something like that but yeah no like they went for a different timeline again i don't like it I like the story still, but I wish they stuck with the everyone dies but Zelda. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that would have been cool too. Um, I'm okay with the way they did it. I, it makes sense uh, for for a more robust game, I guess, to do it the way they did it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, otherwise you would slowly run out of people until it was just Link and Zelda left, and then Link gets wounded, and then get you know gets put into the resurrection shrine. So well, so I thought like a cool way they could have done it is when Link gets wounded, you do a story mission with Impa. Impa's defending Link being taken to the uh, Central Hyrule. I can't remember the Great name. Plateau. Great Plateau, where they get him into the cryo chamber. Maybe use Pura or Robbie as a playable character to help Impa, and then Zelda goes to the castle alone. Yeah, that's what I was thinking that they should have done because I feel like it would have been really cool to play Zelda, where it's literally just her fighting against the entire calamity, but just like make her more powerful, like yeah. she was when she unlocked her ceiling ability, because she was yeah. awesome when she unlocked that. Yeah, oh yeah. So um, I feel like that I that's how I would have done it. I'm obviously not a developer, so I sure. don't don't know, but. Yeah, but it also brings up interesting questions for what the new Breath of the Wild is going to be like. Um, is it going to be based off of this Hyrule Warriors timeline, or is it going to be based off the Breath of the Wild timeline? I hope Breath of the Wild. I I do too, because that's you know that's obviously my preference for for this. But um, like, did they do this because they wanted to spawn off an alternate timeline? You know, I don't know. So I was under the impression of the Ganon, the Calamity Ganon that they killed in Age of Calamity was the actual calamity the one in breath of the wild that link killed was just like kind of a uh a half version of that if that okay. makes sense it's not it wasn't the real like that force sure that's just the impression that i got uh like watching some people break down lore videos but oh, i mean okay. i think i think everybody we all could be wrong no one has any idea sure. um i don't really know what to expect out of zelda stories anymore yeah so but yeah, uh, ultimately, that game was great. So, yeah, it really was. It was one of the sleeper top games, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so other than that, I I played more Breath of the Wild, more Fortnite. Nah, I don't really have any. Not Breath of the Wild. I'm sorry, Animal Crossing, more Fortnite. Mm. I don't really have anything to talk about with that. So I did say I was going to play Final Fantasy 15 next. So I installed that. I was only like four hours into it. So I just restarted from the beginning. 
Um, it looks great on my computer. I haven't decided if I'm going to play with keyboard and mouse or if I'm going to use a controller yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the, at least did the tutorial again because I, I don't remember how to play it. It was probably three years ago when I tr- started playing it or tried playing it. Yeah. Um, so I've decided that, but I, I'm, I'm probably about an hour in so far. Uh, it looks fantastic on my computer, uh, you know, running it. 1080p at like 100 frames per second probably yeah um it looks looks great so but i'm excited to get back into it um you know you guys all all love it speak very highly of it so that's my yeah you haven't played it no uh outside of three out the first three hours or so four hours that's that's right i'm not played it i saw you mention that and i'm like oh dan's gonna do another playthrough because i started Uh, i'm like 16 hours in my playthrough on pc uh that i was doing over the summer um so i was like doing that but i haven't got back to it and you said you were gonna play it i'm like oh dan's gonna do another playthrough i forgot you never really played it okay yeah. i'm really excited for you to play it now yeah I'm, I'm gonna take this opportunity since there's not a ton of new stuff coming out that i'm definitely gonna buy i'm gonna take this opportunity to go through some of my backlog and play some of the bigger games that i miss final fantasy 15 being one of them i'm also i think after i get done with final fantasy 15 i might play kingdom come deliverance okay because i haven't played that one either so yeah taking the opportunity to catch up on some missed things i'm excited for four in february to come up yeah i should so do I that. Get, get some more stuff off of the backlog yeah uh so that's all i played will let's let's hear what you played uh i did astro's playroom which is the platformer that comes stock on every playstation 5 it was a short like three hour game but it was a lot of fun actually uh it how it does it is it plays through so you know that like little robot that's like the character uh, in the game. I played it on New Year's Day, so I'm about 10 days removed from it. So I'm trying to call back. But it takes you through four different areas that have four different like subzones. Uh, so it kind of just takes you through different things. And it shows off kind of the DualShock controller a little bit, like some of the motion controls, some of the rumble features. So uh, it was pretty solid. I had a, lot, I had a good time playing it, actually. Um, it was like the perfect game to play to separate all of the heavy gaming that I did at the end of the year to get stuff in like Mm -hmm. Immortals, Assassin's Creed, like all that stuff. So it was like a nice little balance to kind of just like offset everything. Um, But it was definitely worth the play, like two and a half hours in one playthrough. Uh, It was definitely worth it. It was fun to experience it. I think it was a a solid playthrough. And I feel like that if they wanted to do a full size game of that, they could. Um, And mess around and get even a little more crazier with some of the ps5 hardware so yeah people um, seem to like it of of people that i i know of that have played it it seems to be well thought of yeah johnny said it was awesome uh i just didn't play it because i wanted to play some other stuff first so then i ended up playing it and i was like yeah this game this game was awesome but the big game that i played dan was the last of us part two yeah and i should say i beat the last of us part two well done um thank you thank you uh i will start off by saying i understand why people were so mad at this game however i do not share that view i thought the last of us 2 was incredible okay Uh, quick question so a lot of the people were upset with abby abby's character specifically for her actions in the game Abby was fantastic. I, when you, you, I, so I listened to the last of us part two podcast that you and Tito did after this, because I was afraid you guys might've spoiled a little bit because I knew I'm going to spoil a little bit. So if you don't want to hear anything, 
skip ahead like five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I knew nothing going into this game. So when Joel died in the first two hours, my mind was absolutely blown. I expected Joel to die because right. I was like, okay, he'll probably die at the climax of the last of us two. Three will be about Ellie trying to figure her life out. But no, this game was about that. Um, so I knew nothing going into this game. So when he died, my mind was blown because I didn't know. I knew people were so mad at this game. I just didn't know why. So I listened to the last of us two episode that you guys did. And I found out people were giving Laura Bailey, who is the voice of Abby, like threatening her and stuff like that. And I'm like, good God, her character was awesome because what they did was I, how far into the watching are you Dan? I'm halfway like 12, 13, 14 hours, probably. Do you mind if I say a little bit more? No, go ahead. I, I, I think I have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen anyway, just from posts I've seen about it. So go ahead. Well, so the first part of the game, like the first like three hours of the game is switching between Ellie and Abby's perspective on things. And you're like, okay, why is this group in Jackson, Wyoming? Uh, something's going to happen or whatever. So Abby and her crew kill Joel is what happens. So then the next like nine hours of the game is you playing as Ellie and you're trying to hunt down the people who killed Joel. Um, and I'll get to a lot of the criticisms in a second. So that's how the first like 12 hours of the game is, was that uh, you work with um, Dina, who is a character that I really, I loved Dina. Yeah, I did um, too. She, she was an awesome character. Uh, especially uh, as the game went on, I really grew to like her a lot more. And you're trying to find Tommy, who uh, was Joel's brother. He obviously is trying to hunt him down. And then a new character named Jesse also joins you out in Seattle. So that's how the game goes. So after what happens is um, Abby, Ellie kills all of Abby's friends is how it goes. And then it gets to the point where Abby breaks into where they're staying and she's holding Ellie up at gunpoint, Tommy at gunpoint. And you're like, oh my God, I'm about to reach, reach the climax of the game. So you hate Abby the entire game because you're like, why would she kill Joel? I don't understand it. Yada, yada, yada. The next half of the game flips completely. You're playing as Abby. And games, I think, tell... The storytelling in games is something that can have a huge impact on people. I think it's a under... It's something that is very important to me, especially because games can reach higher story heights than movies, in my opinion, because there's so many other mediums going into a video game story. Not just that, but you are the character essentially. Yeah. So you are the character. So the last of us part two took a huge, huge risk on storytelling in my opinion. And I think something that pushes a genre forward because it's ballsy for them to, because what they could have done with The Last of Us 2 is be like, Joel and Ellie go on another adventure together. Right. Oh, what's going to happen? Like, oh, they yeah. love each other more. But no, what they did was killed off an integral character, the first one. And like, people hate how unlikable Ellie was, but I understand it why she yeah. was unlikable because you find out in the actual game that she knew that Joel lied to her. She yeah. finds that out. So going into the game, you don't know this is a player, but she knows that already. And her and Joel are not on good terms right now. Yeah. Um, and while you're playing the game with, and you're in Seattle with Dina, or not, I don't know if you're in Seattle. It's before he gets killed. And she tells Dina, like, oh, I'm going to try and have a movie night with Joel, is what she says to Dina. And that was her first step to her being able to get past Joel lying to her. Yeah. He ends up dying. So I understand why Ellie 
is not the same character. It makes total sense. And people who say that she's unlikable, well, that's why. She's yeah, in a she's hopeless not, world. She's not supposed to be happy-go-lucky. Like, this is a miserable world. And, uh, you know, yeah, her and Joel's, you know, she didn't get a chance to try and mend her relationship with Joel. Yeah, the only relationship she had, she found out a major lie because she, like, yelled at Joel saying, like, my life could have made a difference and you stopped me from being able to do that. So it's like, of course she's miserable already. Um, and then, like, she gets killed. So he has no closer, closure. So she's going and killing people heartlessly and it's affecting her. Huge. Yeah. Like, she, it's having, having a, a ginormous impact on her. But what I liked that the game did was then flip the script because Abby turned out to be my favorite character in the game. She was extremely likable, totally understood, because Joel, her dad, was the surgeon who was trying to do the, oh, the vaccine. That. Oh, okay. So that that's how it is. So Joel kills her dad for no reason for trying to save the world. Uh-huh. So from her perspective, her she was wronged. So she's okay. getting revenge. So that's the story that they're telling, and they're parallels of each other. The two stories are just parallels. So everything that happens with Ellie's story, there's a parallel exactly to abby's story that's interesting because i i I always kind of justify joel's actions with what kind of doctors are you having here you know my my whole thing was um i i justified joel's actions by by saying are these actual surgeons or is it someone that knows a little first aid that's Mm -hmm. trying to operate on on ellie um you know, there's there was that. I also did not like the fireflies yeah. at all. I did not trust them. I thought they were going to use it to their own advantage. So that's another way I justified Joel's actions. Um, I had one other one. Uh, also, did they did they need to necessarily just flat out kill Ellie to, you know, I, like what other options were there that they that they could have used to um, maybe not kill her in, mm-hmm. in in their quest for a vaccine. Yeah. Um, so that was that was that was my justification for for Joel's actions in my head. I agree. I actually agree with you because the Fireflies. I did a rewatch or like a story recap of The Last of Us one uh, because it kind of it's been seven plus years since I played the first one, so I yeah. didn't really remember a lot. Yeah, the Fireflies are pretty unlikable um, the whole time. You can't really trust them. Yeah, I mean, I so. just thought they would use whatever vaccine they got to their own advantage. Exactly. Yeah. So from what I got from Abby's dad is like, he was like really actually trying to make a difference. Whether that mm-hmm. actually happened, who knows, obviously. Sure. Um, so yeah, like I agree with you. I actually, as much as like what Joel did was sel- like selfish uh, and for his benefit, there is also a little bit of a flip side to that. Like he, I mean, it's hard to trust that. So, right. so like Abby's dad got killed from Joel. So trying to save the world. Uh, so obviously she's mad the fireflies are disbanded because of that she lost everything she's in seattle now so like really like abby's story and like it's really funny abby meets a character um that ends up accompanying her and it's kind of a parallel to joel and ellie like she's the caretaker for a kid now who's following her around and like she's taken care of and really i went from hating abby to finding her extremely likable and being my favorite character in the game uh next to obviously dina but 
And I thought that wasn't really impressively done because again, the ball's a naughty dog to be able to pull that off. Cause like the uncharted stories are all just like, I think the uncharted stories are kind of bad. There's really no depth to it. Uh-huh. So for them to like pull this kind of story off, I think it's really commendable. And like, I understand why people don't like it because really the like, gamers just want another story with Joel and Ellie. That's really all they wanted, but Naughty Dog decided to take it in a whole other perspective um, in a totally different route. And honestly, I was so drained by the end of the game because it's so violent and it's so hopeless and so sad the entire time. The final scenes playing out where Joel and Ellie are talking about being lied to uh, on the front porch. Like this is like one of the last scenes of the game. And, like, Joel starts, like, tearing up because he lied to her. And she's so mad at him. Like, I almost started to cry from that. And that's why I yeah. said if I if I, I wanted it to you guys that I would, could have cried playing that game. <laughs> is because it's so draining and it's so sad. And Joel cared for Ellie so much and wanted her to keep her around. And she was so mad that she cut him out completely and didn't get a chance to apologize. Yeah. I just think it was so well done. And then at the end of the, the, end of the game, when she comes back to, like, nothing, it's just heart-wrenching. Yeah. So... Honestly, I thought this game was incredible. It could have won my game of the year uh, if I had played it last year. I uh-huh. was incredibly high on it. So, um, again, I see why people didn't like it. Don't send death threats to the voice actors no, or the that, writer. They're just doing what they're paid to do. It's, it's she did not write the character. Yeah, not please. that not that that makes it not that you should send death. Th- just don't do that. Stop yeah. it. Well, one of the complaints where people were complaining was Abby was too buff. It's like she's a trained soldier and she's working out <laughs> like yeah. obviously you, none of you guys who are playing this game like work out because yeah a lot of the criticisms are just stupid my the only the only criticism i had and it's not even necessarily a criticism i just felt like it was too long i kind of lost interest in watching a like that's why i didn't keep going is like okay well so i agree oh. they could have they could have cut out some of some, the useless encounters that they had. Um, and also, like, the last part of the game, I thought was the worst part. I There was, like, a Ellie and Abby fight a couple different times, and I thought the last time that they fought, I actually looked away because I was like, God, I can't. I literally can't watch this happen. Yeah. Um, because it was just, like, too heartbreaking to watch it. But that part of the game, because they end up in California for, like, two hours of gameplay, uh-huh. that part was weird. It did not really need to be there. Um, they could have done more cutscenes instead of having you play as Ellie and Abby in California. Uh, they could have just cut that out and done cutscenes and tell a more concise version of that. Because at that point, like I was so exhausted, it was like four in the morning. Yeah, I'm emotional, tired because of what, like not sleeping, and then the game exhausting me at the same time. Sure. So, but I like I I, I would give the game like probably a nine nine and a half. I thought it was. I thought it was better than the first one, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's amazing. I think Eric would like it if he can... <laughs> it's tough, because I totally understand why people don't want to put the time in to play as Abby, because you hate her so much. Right. But I really think people should give it a chance, because... Does it have... Does it use motion controls on the PS5? Uh, the only thing that it does is shake the controller to turn the flashlight. Okay. Because I, um, I can't I can't shoot, and it just makes those types of games not enjoyable for me. So Tito mentioned how it's really hard to aim in this game. Yeah. 
it is. I think the game plays way better than the first Last of Us. Like, I think the Naughty Dog formula where I've talked about, like, I don't like those style of games that much. I think they do a lot of improvement on it. Uh, uh-huh. The combat's pretty dynamic a lot of the time. Combat or hand-to-hand combat is way better. Um, I love scrounging up. I haven't even really gotten into the gameplay, and I really, I'll keep it short. But, like, I like the scrounging for materials. Um, I thought the... Um, customization of the guns is like one of the best things that a game has done recently so like i think there's a lot of really solid elements to this game i like yeah. that the infected take a little bit of a backseat too at times um i mean really for me the more interesting thing was the interactions between the humans and i felt that way in the first game too yeah i, I, mean, I hate i hated the parts with the infected hated them yeah um, i did i did too but, but again <laughs> a lot of that was because i could not pl- like that was too uh I was having a hate hate relationship with stealth games in a lot of in a lot of a lot of cases at that at that time too. Uh it's it's gotten a little bit better. Um but yeah, it's uh it was funny cuz the the I the gameplay I watched was Zach Scott who I talked about earlier. Uh, and he was having the same issues that I have with having a hard time aiming cuz he's a primarily a PC gamer. Yeah. So he had a lot of the same issues with the combat that that I did, and it's yeah. not being able to aim very well with the controller. So, is that Marco? Yeah. Hey, Marco. <laughs> He's coming to coming to watch, I guess. What, what are you doing? Um. But yeah, like I will say, like I, I think the overall gameplay is a lot better, and they execute that stuff a lot better. And like the game looks inc- absolutely incredible. Like I was like floored by some of the. Uh, set pieces that they they were piecing together for this game yeah and you could tell like so much thought and care went into that game and i like at times like i feel like i'm a games apologist uh, but like it kind of made me mad that people hated this game so much because i think it's completely unwarranted i totally understand them being like this is not for me because of how the story went because your favorite character that you played as in the first game just gets murdered in the first two hours in literally the worst way possible yeah and then like they're making you play this unlikable monster of a character from your perspective but it's like you gotta give it a chance and like there are some pacing things with some of like the encounters with the infected or uh the washington liberation force like i will admit that but i think the story like you can't really say that there's a problem with the pacing of the story i think the story was crafted like perfectly yeah so Uh um that's my last of us part two um it's one of those games that i like i watched a five-hour critique of the game because uh, just to get somebody's opinion on it um that I, a YouTuber that I trust, like I watched a five hour video after I beat this game just to like help get my thoughts together because they were all over the place. And the guy sure. that I watched literally felt how I felt about the game. Uh, I was a little bit higher on it, but yeah, it helped me gather everything. But like, it's one of those games that like I thought about a lot after I beat. So uh-huh. um, I don't know if I'll do a second playthrough because that was really hard to get through one just from an emotional standpoint. Sure. But yeah, no, uh, this is one of those games that's going to probably stick with me for a while. Um, like how Eric felt about the first one is how I feel about the second one. And I'm really excited to see where the third one goes. Are they doing a third one? I would imagine so. I feel like this is going to be a trilogy. Okay. Interesting. There's there's still more that they could they can do. I have questions, at least. So. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, did you play anything else? Sorry, Persona. I needed soul food after beating The Last of Us Part Two, so I started sure. playing Persona Five Royal. Oh. Um, 
I think my January games that I'm going to do is going to be Persona 5 Royal just to get the platinum for it. And I want to do another playthrough. I'm going to play that, The Witcher 3, uh, and probably try to do Days Gone as well because okay. I guess it runs really well on the PS5. And oh, then nice. I have my list ready for 4 in February. So uh, that's probably what I'll be working on. So Very nice. Yeah. Hang on. I'm, I'm just – I'm looking <laughs> – we got we got a piece of feedback, so I'm just trying to get there. <gasps> feedback. We did. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, you the, you got everything you played. Mm-hmm. So that's what you said, right? Okay. Yep. I will say, if Tito wants to do a spoiler cast for The Last of Us Part Two, uh, I would love to do that just to have another another person to talk about it with for a little bit, if he's interested. Because I know you guys had mentioned you were going to do it. Um, yeah. But you- I I never ended up finishing the. It's a it's a tall ask to watch twenty five hours of content. Yeah, I I know that's like, um, yeah, I know that's. I wouldn't be able to play it. There's no way. Like yeah. I said, I can't. And I know you could customize it to to a very certain extent, but I also like to have. Um, I don't, I don't want to like flit through the game, you know. And not have like just have have you, all the all the difficulty stuff like turned off like that. I don't like playing games like that. So yeah, it, well, you lose a little bit of the impact of the st- of of the game, in my opinion. If it's yeah. like too easy and you just like burn through everything, you need yeah. to be like hardened by the world a little bit, get some yeah. desk under your belt, sure, um, and just be like, God, this is depressing. Yeah, the whole time. So we're back. We we finally got a, a method to figure out how to play this. So we're gonna go ready. Will yep. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna he's got it on his end, I've got it on my end. Luckily my end is picking up in the thing, so uh you should be able to hear this. I'll have to adjust the volume as we go, but that's how we're gonna play it. So here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. What's up, some sick athletes? It's Tate. Um so I'm currently sitting in line to get COVID tested because my dad tested positive and uh, I was in close contact, unfortunately. I don't feel crappy at all, though, so I'm pretty um, pretty sure I don't have it. Um, anyways, um, so I'm just sitting here, so I figured I would leave you guys a message. Um, so 2020, um, contrary to popular belief, was a great year for me. Um, Nice. Since this is uh, a gaming (laughs) podcast, that's what I'm going to stick with because that was the biggest part of my 2020 was a lot of gaming because I'm a teacher. Very true. And I was home a lot because the end of the school year last year was all online, remote learning. Um, And then it rolled right into summertime. So I had five months um, to kind of do whatever. I started a business. Um, I coach personal kicking and punting. Um, I do lessons, um, hoping to turn it into some big camps here in Utah because nobody really does that here except for me. That's awesome. That is awesome. Hoping I can make that a little bit bigger, but I had the time during quarantine to get that going, which was awesome. Um, but I also had a ton of time to play video games. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about my gaming 2020, um, what I liked, what I didn't like, what I'm looking forward to, that kind of thing. So um, the first 
thing I really remember playing last year was I played through the Mass Effect trilogy again um, for the third time. Always a good And choice. obviously loved it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm glad I did, uh, you know, because obviously there's been lots of Mass Effect news lately, and I'll get into that in a minute. But uh, anyways, I played through that again, um, and then I the next big game that I played through um, was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh-huh. So I hadn't touched it since it came out in 2018 uh, because I don't know I was a I was a little bit skeptical of how good it was I don't I don't know why I don't usually get this but you know that thing when like everybody likes something and <laughs> yeah. says it's amazing you kind of have like an aversion to it Yep I don't know why but I had that with Odyssey for a while Well I finally gave it a chance for real this year and holy shit, what an amazing <laughs> game. So, first of yep. all, Greece is incredible. What a what an awesome setting to explore in a game, especially old Greece. Um, Greece is a place that I will probably never visit in real life in my lifetime, just being realistic. There's other things I'd rather do before that in real life, but... Uh, um, being able to explore it in a game like that was awesome and beautiful. The graphics in the game were amazing. The play or the gameplay was awesome. The characters were awesome. I just, what an awesome game. And the DLCs were great. Um, spoiler alert if people haven't played it, but uh, the mythological creatures you get to fight was so cool. Like, yeah, I love yeah. that. It was yeah, awesome. Um, one thing I do think needs to happen with Assassin's Creed is they need to get rid of their, like, modern-day part of the story. Um, <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I don't like how it, like, flashes forward to normal time and all that stuff. Like, I'm kind of over that, and that's yeah. just maybe just me. I don't no, like I it. Like, if they could just make a game where it was just straight up in Greece, and it was just a historical uh, game setting, and they didn't have to keep flashing forward to, I don't even know what the chick's name is. Like, I have no idea, because I just fly through that as fast as I can to get back yeah. to Greece. I'm the same way. Um, same way. Anyways. Corey's the, the only one that likes it, awesome. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably my favorite game I played last year, for sure. So, not probably, for sure. Um, yeah, I would agree. And then... Um, Let's see, I also got into Warzone uh, last year with Uh my brothers. We played that pretty heavily for a while. Um, And all it really taught me was that my Call of Duty multiplayer shooter gaming days and being good at it are long gone and long (laughs) over. Yep. Um, (laughs) I don't have uh, the skills anymore. I'm not fast enough on the draw. Um, sniping is a nightmare for me. Um, but you know, I, you know, my brothers would carry us and then I'd get one or two kills and we did end up getting a couple victories, nice. um, which was fun. And anyway, so it was good brother bonding time and lots of F bombs. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so Warzone was fun. Um, I got into Mac. 
Madden, actually. So I have not really been into Madden for years. I think uh, the one that came out in 2014 was the last one that I really played, like, a lot. Um, since then, I just, it was, like, the same thing. It was just an updated roster, pretty much. And I, I guess this year's, or last year's, was no different, but there was something about it in the gameplay that brought me back to, like, how NCAA plays. I don't know what it was, like, the running mechanics, the catching, all that stuff. It just seemed a little bit tighter and quicker, like NCAA, which I like. Um, yeah, it's a video game. It shouldn't be 100% realistic. Because if it was, like, it's it's too hard. It's a game. I'm there to play unrealistic things, not yep. realistic things. So that is why the Broncos won the Super Bowl. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, obviously that's not real. So in my <laughs> dreams. Um, anyways, so I got into Madden. I've probably put 50 or 60 hours into Madden. Um, nice. I've played through different franchises. I've done ownership. I've done a player I played the story mode. I wasn't a big fan of the story mode. I thought it was kind of stupid. Um, but what do you expect from a story mode in Madden? Um, <laughs> anyways, so a couple gripes I have with Madden that I wish that EA would just listen and would just fix or add to make it a little bit more immersive and fun. One, they've had the same Super Bowl celebration for like 10 years, I swear. <laughs> It's the same thing. I wonder if that's like an internal changes, running joke. And the celebration lasts like... It would make it okay if it is. Like, yeah. They need to make franchise more in-depth. They need to make it where winning the Super Bowl means something. Not just, oh, cool, the confetti flies. Let's get into free agency so I can pick up a couple other good players to try and win it again next year and whatever. Um, they, need to, they need to make that more of a rewards to win the Super Bowl. Something for the gamer, for me, to be like, damn, I just did that. That's awesome. Um, another thing, they need to bring back, like, if you decide to move your team somewhere else, like relocate, they need to make it so you can customize your jerseys, you can customize your logo, your team name, and I would love an in-depth uh stadium creation. That would be awesome. I just think it'd be fun. Um, so, anyways, that's just a couple of things I have with Madden, and obviously those are things that have been talked about for years, and EA won't ever do anything about it, and that's fine. It's fun to just complain. Um, <laughs> let's see, so after Madden, so, okay, let me get into the Mass Effect stuff, alright? And I'm sure you guys are so excited about this too, but um, the announcement of, finally, the announcement of a Mass Effect Trilogy remake. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to pre-order it because I know better and everybody <laughs> else good call. does too, but because I know better, I probably will pre-order it because it's Mass Effect and, you know, I guess if I'm going to be let down by pre-ordering a game that's probably not going to be finished or something's going to be wrong with it at the start, at least it's Mass Effect. That's kind of how I feel about it. So <laughs> as of right now, I'm not pre-ordering, but I know myself better than that, and I probably will. 
Um, Fair enough, Tate. Fair also, enough. the announcement of a new Mass Effect that supposedly has Liara to Sony in the trailer, so thinking Mass Effect 4, which would be cool. Um, and then I also had heard a rumor that they might um, fit it somehow with Andromeda, which I think would be amazing. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do that, but wow, that would be awesome if somehow, some way, uh, Shepard survived the destroy playthrough as canon, quote-unquote, and somehow they make their way to Andromeda. And that just would be awesome. I don't know how they're going to do it, but it would be cool. Anyway, so because of that announcement, I was like, I need to go play Andromeda again. So <laughs> what I did is uh, I fired up Andromeda again, which I haven't played since it came out, basically. And we all know how buggy and everything it was when it came out. But I actually really enjoyed it when I played it the first time, bugs and everything included. Yeah. Um. But this time, going into it, I went into it with the expectation that it is different. That Alec Ryder's story has nothing to do, really, with the original story. Yep. Those guys didn't even know what the Reapers were. They didn't know about that stuff. That was in the past. Yeah. Okay? And I just think that... Um, I don't know. If they could make more stories to do with Andromeda, I really think that this Andromeda game was a great base for a lot of things. They could go a lot of different directions. Um, so I hope I hope the future of Mass Effect is awesome. I have this hope and just, I don't know. You guys understand. I just want Mass Effect to continue on and be more... Yeah, anyways. Make Mass Effect great again. Big Mass Effect fan. Looking <laughs> forward to it. Um, I think... Uh, I think that, you know, the patchwork they did and the updates have made it a lot better. Um, I haven't really noticed any crazy bugs this time around. The facial animations are still crap, but I don't care too much about that kind of stuff anyways, so it doesn't make that big of a deal to me. Um I agree. Anyway, so Andromeda is what I'm playing right now. I'm also switching back and forth with Fable 2. That's another awesome game I love to just pick yeah. up every few years and play because it's whimsical and brainless. And I don't know, something makes me feel productive buying all the shops and Bowerstone and stuff. I don't know. Anyways, um, looks like I've rambled on for quite a while here. Um, but anyways, I hope you guys are doing good. Hope your families are all doing good and staying safe and healthy. And anyways, um, game on and Taterade out. All right. Thanks, Tate. Appreciate so, Dan, it. Yeah. I made a, uh, a quick list of the things real quick so that we can touch on. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So starting yeah, with before you do that, he said, forgot to say what I, what I don't like, which was Jedi Fallen Order. Just not like the gameplay. And I wish I could have cut Stormtroopers in half. And there was dismemberment. Just my personal gripe. So that's he that was an addendum to the okay. to the voicemail. Um I actually stopped playing Fallen Order 2. Um I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, and if you throw a Dark Souls like Star Wars game, uh it's something that I probably won't be sure. won't be diving too deep into. But uh 
Uh, so for the starting off the the COVID test, uh, I hope you came back negative. Yeah, and I think I, he sent this. This he sent this to us a couple days ago. So okay, hopefully he's yeah feeling good still. Yeah, hopefully you came back negative. You're feeling good, and hopefully your dad's feeling good too. Um, yeah. All of that thoughts and prayers. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we all get through COVID stuff at this point. Yeah. Uh, so there's that kicking camp. You should get Pat McAfee to. <laughs> be a guest speaker at this kicking camp um but that's awesome that's a cool business to start uh out in utah so uh it's pretty cool uh and best of luck with that and then the mass effect trilogy stuff uh i mean i think you and i are really really excited for the mass effect trilogy remaster definitely uh, i know you said you won't pre-order it tape but probably will i know i will um i really hope they don't mess it up I'm I'm really the main thing I want is I want to see improvements in the first game. I th- I think the second game and third game are fine uh, if they just do a couple graphical updates. But the 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 combat and stuff and gameplay in the first one doesn't really hold up quite as well, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Definitely so. agree. I think there's going to need to be a little bit more love and care put into Mass Effect One. I think it needs yeah. it the most because you could give me two and three and I'd be fine. The Mako needs a little bit of work. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for that. And I also agree with you on the base of the Mass Effect game. Um, Andromeda, I think that that's going to be, or that's a good base for a game. And I'm like you, Tate. I kind of have a, for the most part, I have a lot of tolerance for bugs and fa- like facial animations and stuff like that. So that stuff doesn't bother me as much because yep. eventually they get it right. So Agreed. Uh, that doesn't really bother me that much. And then we've got Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So that's another person that joined us in the summer of 2020 Assassin's Creed Odyssey play. Because it was us three. Eric yeah. played a little bit. Tate yep. played it. I think yep. Tito played it. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I told you guys, that game's incredible. It is incredible. You're <laughs> spot on with that. Far and away my favorite Assassin's Creed game ever, and that bothers me when people hate on it. Uh, yep. I think it's an amazing game. So, um. There's that Madden 21. I'm also playing Madden 21 with my friends. I agree. I like a more uh, arcadey like game. The one thing that bothers me though is running the ball. Um, we got a Titans game where uh, we had Derrick Henry, and no matter what play call we would call plays, defensive plays to stop the run, Derrick Henry would still go for at least five yards. So. In my opinion, I think running is a little bit broken in Madden, and I'm usually really bad at running the ball in Madden games. So if I'm able to do it for 200 plus yards a game, uh, that says something. Um, even QB contains when you like you're calling it against Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson just would not work. Uh, and we were playing on all Madden at this point, uh, and it still just like does not work. But other than that, I actually do like playing the game. It's one of those games that like. I get so frustrated with, but I keep playing my friends in. Uh-huh. Uh, it's one of those games because we've been playing that in NHL a lot recently, and I like playing NHL way more than I like playing Madden, but I just can't get away from Madden. Keep playing it. Um, there's that. I can't really speak to Warzone, to be honest with you. I, I like it. it. I just, I Fortnite is my is my go-to now. I'm just terrible at, at Warzone, and it, it there's a lot of hacking going on in that too which is not as much of a problem in, in Fortnite. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, none of my shooter skills translated to Warzone at all. Yeah. Um, 
I can't even imagine like trying to snipe with a controller. I can't hit anything with the controller, so I, oh, it's tough. It can be tough. Even, can't even. I've just gotten kind of decent at sniping in Fortnite as of the past like month or so. So I mean, sniping is a high skill set anyway. Yeah, it's so you much, add it right. It's much yeah. easier on a PC. <laughs> much yeah, th- easier. That that is true. And like once you add in the element of not using controllers ever, yeah, it's nearly impossible to do. Yeah. But I'm kind of with him. Like a lot of the competitive games, if it isn't sports games at this point, I don't have it anymore. Yeah. Just can't keep up with the kids. <laughs> I got mine back. Uh I had <laughs> lost it for a while, but it's it's back now. This is like me and Marla play Fortnite just about every night for yeah. probably an hour. I should get into it. Try to get my skills back. I don't like being bad at things. But yeah, Tate, thanks for the uh, the feedback. We appreciate it. Yeah, very much. And also, if other people want to write in their favorite games of 2020, feel free to. Yeah. Uh, email. Give us your recap games you liked, games you didn't like. If you have yeah. any uh, uh, Thumbstick Athletes Awards you'd like to give any games, just let us know. Yeah, you do it in our email. Or you could message me or Dan separately on or Corey or Eric, any of us really, yeah. on our social media platforms. Well, I mean, even if you didn't write them until April, we would still read them. So, I just we just like feedback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we like feedback and we understand uh, not getting to stuff when you're supposed to because we always do things a lot later. I feel like out of any podcast, we are the best at being able to understand that. Yeah, we're pretty, we're very flexible because we live it. Yep. <laughs> yes, we do. All right. Anything else, Will? No, that's it for me. Yeah, that's it for me too. So, uh, yeah, next week we'll probably record Sunday again. Corey might will probably be back. He wasn't able to join us today because uh, today is him and his fiance's anniversary, and we Happy have hockey drafts. Hockey drafts later. So fantasy drafts. So he didn't want to. He didn't want to also podcast in addition to having fantasy hockey drafts. So yeah, yeah. So he'll probably be back. Be back next week. So next Sunday. Yeah, that's everything, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, that'll do it for episode four eighty two of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host Dan, and I'm well. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Watch.